the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman coming to you on a fantastic Saturday. Finally, finally the heat has broken. So it's no longer 120 degrees. It's only like 100 here in Southern California. Uh, We call that fall, autumn, (laughs) almost winter. But anyway, I'm just glad it's not 115 anymore, and I'm sure you are, too. Joining me today... And part two of our Customizing Your Rifle series, part two of seven, I think it is. Part two, we're talking with Proof Research, Proof Research Barrels, and I have Nathan Bishop and Ben White. Ben White's one of the engineers up there, and Nathan works on their marketing team. We're going to talk about what they have as far as a carbon fiber barrel, but not only that, but what is the science that goes into creating your barrels, why a barrel is important for accuracy, what to look for, and so forth. So, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yep, thank you. Hey, let's talk a little bit about the history of barrels. I mean, I think about these guys in the 1600s, 1700s, shooting muskets, and, and it's like, how the heck did they even make that solid steel barrel? Now, obviously... I'm a talker, so I'm not a doer. So why don't you guys tell me how you actually make a rifle barrel? <laughs> sure. Uh, well, everything starts off as a, as a round bar, uh, typically, and then you've got to have some way to get a hole down the middle and and then put rifling in it, which helps, you know, obviously spin the bullet. Okay, so originally, you, you start off, I mean, in the old days, they actually did Damascus where they wrapped... They wrapped steel around another bar and, and tried to create a barrel in that particular manner. But how exactly does one take a solid st- piece of steel and cr- put the hole down the middle? I mean, you're looking at a 30, 34-inch blank on some of these some of these rifle barrels. Is it? Yep. So run us through this. So there's a, a couple of so – the first step is to get a nice, straight, smooth – uniform hole down the middle and that's like you said when you're talking about a 30 inch um, piece of bar stock that's that's not a trivial task um, so we do that in, in several stages uh, first stage is basically to drill a hole down the middle um, with a typical machine is called a, a deep a deep drill or a, like a gun drill um, type piece of equipment um, and that's basically we you know you take drilling a hole down the center so the way the best way to do it because you've got as the drill advances through the barrel, you want to keep it nice and concentric to the bore. Um, so we do that by counter-rotating the barrel, and you ro- drill rotates one way and the barrel rotates the other way. So that as gravity tries to pull the end of that drill down, um, it's, it's not all you know, going to one side of the barrel. 
Um, so by having um, uh, you know that barrel counter rotate with the drill, we're able to drill a very straight um, hole right down the center of this barrel. And that concentricity is important for, as we'll talk about probably as we go along here, is, is important for accuracy and consistency of the barrel. Um, so once we get that hole down the middle, um, it's right in the middle and as straight as we can possibly get it, but it's still not quite to the right dimension that we can do anything with it. So the next step is to open that hole up by a few thousandths of an inch, and we do that with reaming process. Um, so again, we're putting a cutting tool down the middle of this barrel, and instead of taking, you know, a... You know, uh, a big cut of, you know, large chips and removing lots of material. We're just taking a little bit of material out, um, and what that does is is help remove any any machining marks from the drill. Um, really help uniform that barrel um, up. You can get some variances in, in the diameter. So with this reaming process, we go in and really uniform that that hole back out. So if there are machining marks in the drill, rough spots, what does that yes. do? Correct. So. Um, basically, at this point, we're forming what's going to be the top of the land um, in your in your barrel. So if there's any rough spots uh, or machining marks or deep grooves or anything like that, um, that's going to cause performance issues in your barrel. Um, if you've got a lot of rough spots in your barrel, you're going to have problems with, um, you know, copper coming getting stripped off the bullets and being deposited in the barrel. Um it's got to be nice and uniform because um, that barrel's getting, or that bullet's getting squeezed down the barrel with a really lot of pressure behind it. So if if that barrel gets tight or opens up as that bullet is traveling down it, that's gonna um, you can cause velocity issues, can cause accuracy issues. So starting off with that pristine hole is is the key is the key to all of this. Okay, so let, let, me, let me recap this if I can. Again, this yeah. is just for me. All my all my listeners get it. I'm just trying to understand it. So. You you go you drill your hole through, which is an amazing process just to get it straight. When you're talking about a 30 inch drill bit inside another piece of metal, so hats off you're figuring that one out. Next thing is that you're reaming it. You're bringing it out to the exact inner dimension that you want for Close. the bullet clearance, right? And because yeah, so- that's that's the top of the lands. The lands are actually, if you look down your barrel and you see those those rotating stripes, the lands are the top of those, correct? As they twist down your barrel. Correct. And so that's the actual, and so that's the last thing going to be touching your bullet. And so having that smooth and polished is extremely important for the reasons you just said, stripping off uh, or deforming a bullet as it comes down, making it uneven as it hits the air. Uh, All those bad things can happen. To to maintain top accuracy, everything has to be consistent. Now, you can have an extremely accurate gun if everything's always bad, but it's the same way bad. But that's not the way life works. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot harder, a lot harder that way. I once had a science teacher who told me he'd give me an A if I got every single answer on the test wrong. But if I got one right, then that was my actual score. So it's the same thing. You can't get them all wrong, and you can't get them all right. So we want to move towards towards consistency and accuracy at all different levels. And the smoothing of that lands area is, is one. Okay, so. I recapped it. Please pick it up from there. All right. So now that we've we've reamed it out to to, to get it nearly to its the bore to the nearly the, the final size we're after, um, and then before we go to form the rifling in, um, we do one more step uh, to kind of un- make sure that bore is perfectly uniform, 
and get all the tooling marks out, and, um, and that's a, a lapping process. So basically, we, we cast lead into a section of the barrel that gets coated with a, um, a silicon our, our aluminum oxide grit of a very specific, you know, got a very specific grit that we use, and that lead cast is run up and down the barrel. And what that does is get all um, kind of the, the the grain that's in the surface finish all running up and down the length of the barrel. Um, takes any reaming marks, any uh, any kind of tooling marks completely out of the barrel, and just uniforms that up and puts the nice surface finish on it. So is that that's um, called hand lapping. And that's well, it's it's not. We don't hand lap. We we do machine lapping, which actually gives okay. us a better, more, more consistent, consistent process. Right. But it's it's the same idea. Um, it's a lapping process. Um, and at that point, we're ready to start putting putting rifling the twisty stuff down the the center. The twisty so stuff. Yeah, that's a very technical engineering barrel engineering term. Um, but there's so there's a couple of methods to getting to forming the rifling. Um, well, let me let me back up because we're gonna because I think that's a huge talk. You know, we, we'll get into cut yeah. cut rifles or button rifling and the differences. Mm-hmm. And but um, the metals themselves that you're creating these barrels out of, what specifically are you looking for there? So we we primarily deal with um, stainless steel. Um, all our barrels are made from a four sixteen R stainless steel, which is a, a, a specific steel for rifle developed for rifle barrels. Um, so the advantages of the stainless steel are that it's um, very wear resistant. It's a, it's a, you can get lots of good barrel life out of it. Um, this being a stainless steel, it's obviously very corrosion resistant, um, and it's a, it's an easy steel to uh, to work with, especially in terms of the cut rifling. Um, so we buy this a very specific, very stainless steel for our barrels, um, and we even have a tighter specification than the. 416 spec implies we have a uh, even narrow w- window of of strengths and properties that we're after to, to make sure we have a good consistent um, basically foundation of the barrel. So the 416 is a grade, and you're looking like for a 416 plus. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah. So 416R is the greatest steel. You know, there's different steels for different purposes, and then we even have a tighter spec on that. So we get we know when our steel comes in the door that it's. Every lot of steel is the exact same as the last one. Again, um, consistency may mean something. Is that what you're telling me? Yep, yep, yep. So, awesome. Okay, so stainless steel barrels and using stainless steel, it's easier to work with. It's uh, what I heard you say also was that it lasts longer. I didn't realize that um, inside the barrel, a chrome molly barrel would wear out faster than stainless steel. But is that what you just said? It's, well, it, it all depends. I mean, there's there's lots of things. If you're talking about... Um, equal use. E- equal use. You're just talking about a regular chrome molly barrel versus a stainless steel. You're probably going to get more life out of the stainless. Now, there are other tricks that you can play uh, with barrels to improve the life, and one of that's I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with is uh, chrome lining. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and things like that add a lot of life to, to the barrel. All right, we're uh, going we're gonna to hold you right here. We have to take a commercial real quick. Yeah, we'll talk about no what to do on the inside of the barrel. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show with Proof Research guys, Nathan and Ben. Check it out at proofresearch.com. We'll be right back after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step 
and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, you know, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights that are afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Now, our faithful and stalwart companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been Firing Line Radio Show's longtime sponsor, Vince Torres, at Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo in Riverside. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, then Bullseye Sport in Riverside is where you need to go for handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. After you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential in the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about the certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit their website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes, because at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. We're actually going to be doing a live show there on the 22nd of September. Come on down. Vince is going to have all kinds of sales. He's making a big push into reloading. So here, since California is going to be so difficult to purchase ammunition. More people are looking at reloading. Come on down. We'll talk about that. Saturday, the 22nd, doing the live show at 1 o'clock. But let me welcome back my guests here, Nathan Bishop and Ben White of Proof Research. Proof Research is uh, located in free America. For those of you here in the People's Republic of Occupied California, that's everything um, east of our border is free America. Uh, gentlemen, how you doing? Doing well. Very good. Doing good. So, Proof Research, for those of you who are just joining the show here, Proof Research makes custom barrels. They make them for all different types of rifles. We're going over the barrel manufacturing process, the choice of steel, which is their um, their stainless steel uh, that they particularly like. Was it 416 or 460? 
416. 416. 416, stainless steel. Um, it's got better life. It's easier to work with. It's corrosion resistant. And they're very specific on that. We just talked about how they start the, the barrel making process and why it's so important for concentricity and consistency because consistency is accuracy. And this is the part two of our series on customizing or improving your rifle. So we talked about Timney triggers last week. Great triggers. You guys probably use those, I'm sure. And uh, proof research barrels. And a lot of people think that proof, geez, those are those carbon fiber barrels. Those must be two mortgage payments, right? They're not. It's amazing when you figure out what you're getting for the price point that's there. So that's that's a lot of what we want to talk about as we come up here. But as we're getting into the actual manufacturing process, we've, we've taken you to drilling down the barrel, reaming out the barrel, polishing the barrel on the inside of it. Now we need we need something or this thing's going to shoot like a shotgun, right? So, <laughs> That's right. You so what, spin that bullet. <laughs> so we need to put some spin, like, a, like a, uh, a spiral thrown on a football. There's a reason Tom Brady makes $12 million a year, not me, right? He has that, that correct spiral. I throw the duck. So how do you uh, – tell us a little about why rifling is important and what types of rifling there are. Yep, so there's there's lots of, once you have that, um, you know, a nice straight hole down the, the rifle, you got to get the, you know, uh, form some kind of rifling, or the rifling down the middle of the barrel. So there's a couple ways to do that. We, if you go out and buy a, uh, a proof barrel, um, it's going to have cut rifling in it. Um, all of our premium products are cut rifled. And what that means is we're basically taking a, a cutting tool and removing material um, from each, you know, uh, each groove of the barrel. And, and opening that up, so um, that's um, so a cut rifle is sometimes called a single point cut. Basically, it's each groove is cut individually. The cutter passes down um, it, its twist as it's pulled through the barrel, and it it's cuts each groove um, individually. It takes just a very very tiny amount of material each time, and it takes typically twenty or thirty or more passes in each groove to remove the material to the to the appropriate depth. So on a 28-inch uh, barrel, how long does it take to pull the cutter through for one groove, for just one one pass? Uh, so it depends on the number of grooves, but um, a typical barrel takes uh, 25 to 35 minutes, uh, maybe to rifle the entire barrel, and that's either a four, five, or six groove, depending on the caliber for us. Okay. So... And you said single point. So does this, the, for the cutter, is it one blade or is it like, if you have a five groove, is it a five at one time and it takes one pass? And if it does that, if it's only taking off a little bit of material at one time, if it makes one pass, then do you need another one slightly larger for the next pass? So we're only making, there's only one. One pull through? Being single point, there's only, we're only cutting one groove at a time, not, not cutting four or five or okay. however many all at once. Right. Um, and basically, the the cutter rides in a in a, a what we call a head, uh, basically a, a a carriage or whatever that rides in up and down the barrel. And once it makes one pass, we can adjust it slightly, and that tooth then sticks out of that. Right, gets head indexed a little just bit. A okay. little bit right. indexed, sticks out just a little bit farther, and so we take just a little bit more material the next time. Yeah. Um, now, for those guys who are driving around on Saturday afternoon with their wives in the car. Apologize to your wife because you know this is our information. We're boring her to death. She's being very gracious, letting you listen to the show. Take her to a nice lunch. 
But but this is interesting on how rifle barrels are being made. So I'm enjoying it. So take your wife to a nice lunch, and then, and then we're all happy all the way around. So you okay. make this is your cut. Now, what about button rifles, button rifling? How is that done? So a button rifle, um, when you establish that hole down the middle um, after you drill and ream it, is actually undersized from what where you want to end up. So to form uh, rifling in a buttoning process is uh, basically that uh, what's called a button. It's a, a form tool that gets pulled down the center of the barrel. So you're pulling a tool that's larger in diameter than the bore through the barrel. So you, it actually opens up, stretches the steel, and in that button there are grooves cut in the button. So the material, as it's being stretched, it flows into those grooves in the button, and that material is what becomes the lands. So, so when you pull this button through, it's a single pass through the barrel, and you form all, you know, four, five, six grooves all at once with one pass um, by pulling this oversized button through. So that's better for mass production. It is. It's much obvious. You can, you know, logically you can imagine that that's a, a much faster process to do, um, but there's some disadvantages there. Um, so because you're displacing all this material, all this steel has to deform and, and flow around that button, it introduces a lot of stress into the steel. Um, and having all this stress in the steel, you've got to then you know, do a T-treat process after you button it to try to get as much of that stress back out of the steel as possible, but you can never get all of it. So the consequences are that as that barrel heats up, um, different parts of that steel barrel are trying to move and stretch and expand in different, you know, slightly different ways due to the stress that's still in it. So you can experience um, what people tend to call walking or a thermal POI shift. Um, so by the, that's one of the advantages of the cut rifling is that we don't introduce any stress into the material as we're forming the rifling so that as this barrel heats up and tries to expand, it's not going to, it's going to stay nice and straight and not try to move on you. So you're talking about when it heats up when you're firing it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So yeah, we do see that. And then a lot of times where you really see that is on some of the lighter barrels for like hunting weight rifles, uh, maybe a uh, contour one, two, and three, you know. Yep third, fourth, fifth shot are two, three inches higher than the rest of them. So you can have vertical stringing pretty easily, correct? That's correct. Yeah, that pencil thin, either AR barrel or you're hunting on, that's on your hunting rifle, um, as you heat it up, that's why guys will spend 45 minutes or an hour at the range trying to sight their rifle in because they'll take a shot and then we'll have to wait 20 minutes for the barrel to cool off. Otherwise, you're going to be walking right off the edge of the paper. I mean, that, that may be exaggerated a little, a little bit, but that's, that's uh, um, what we're talking about here. Yeah. That's very interesting. I didn't realize that uh, simply button versus cut, there was that big of a difference on that. That's, that's yeah, good there information. Can be. And, and I'm not saying that there's, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that make really great button rifles. They've got, a, they've got their stress relief process down. But um, those are all, guys who are doing a custom barrel. Those are guys who, you know, most of the button rifles, you know, they're, they're on your Remington SPS, right? Yeah, they're on a mass-produced mm-hmm. rifle exactly. like your Savage or Remingtons or, you know, everybody else, so... Um, and it's cheaper. Like you can't afford to put, you know, three or four or five hundred dollars into a barrel that's going on a six hundred dollar gun. So that that is a fact. I think they call that math. Now, in, 
in California that that would work as long as it was spent on uh, social programs. But other than that, the rest of us have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're working for a bureaucracy, I guess you can do that. But if yeah. you got to make money as a business, you can't do that. Yeah, so. you don't. You run out of other people's money. It's not not yeah. a good thing. Hey, folks, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show. Join the group. If you join the group, you can win free stuff. If you don't. I can guarantee you won't win anything free. Uh, here with Proof Research, uh, Nathan and Ben. Check them out at proofresearch.com. We're going to get into why Proof Research and all the cool stuff they do right after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Our podcasts are available at FiringLineRadio.com. If you want to go ahead and sign up for those, they are still free. This week, I think we start charging a hundred bucks a show next week. So hurry up and sign up. Maybe I'm lying, but it's close to something like that. Hey, folks, this show is one of the series that we have talking about customizing your rifle or improving your rifle. If you've just got a few choices to make, you know, we talked about triggers last week. We're talking about barrels this week because that truly are two of the well, the, the the two of the things you can do easiest to improve your rifle. And when you change the barrel out, you can also change calibers, which we can get into a little bit after that. But joining me, I have Nathan Bishop and Ben White from Proof Research. You can see more about what they do at proofresearch.com. We're talking about how barrels are manufactured, what's going on inside of the barrel, cut rifling, button rifling. Now we're going to talk about why... It's so important to have a quality barrel on on your uh, on your rifle. So, gentlemen, we're, when it comes to rifling, we hear a lot of different things. There's five R, three R, six groove, five groove, three groove. What does that mean, and why is it important? So, the the five R or conventional um, refers to kind of the rifling form, um, and the difference between like a conventional rifle, uh, conventional rifling, which is what we do, and like a 5R rifling, is that the sides of the the land, uh, you now the high spots in your in your rifling, um, they're not straight. You know, the sides of that land aren't straight up and down with respect to the bore. They're kind of they're more a more shallow angle. Looks like a wave almost. Yeah, so you'll just get kind of a instead of having a square piece that sticks up, you know, that land is, it'll be more kind of a, a look like a bump in your in your rifle. Kind of eliminates those sharp sharp corners in the in the rifling. So 
we get asked a lot of times, because we do, like I said, we do conventional, so we get asked all the time, why don't you guys do 5R? Can you do 5R? Um, and we've actually done a considerable amount of testing in terms of, um, you know, accuracy of different rifling forms and, and, and fouling and ease of cleaning and stuff like that. And what we've found is that the surface finish and the consistency of the the bore and the rifling matters way more than what the particular form of the rifling. Interesting. Um, so as long as you've got a good, if you've got a really good consistent bore and a really good consistent proper surface finish, um, you're going to, a conventional rifle, um, conventional rifle barrel cleans up just as fast and easily as a 5R. Um, it's just as accurate. You know, there's not really any, any big advantage one way or the other. Um, so we, we talked a little bit about how we, how we do our cut rifling. Kind of the final process in that rifling step is, is a hand lap. Um, so we come back in and, you know, cast a, you know, make a lead cast a, a portion of that bore, um, coat it with um, a very specific grit, and run it back and forth by hand through the, through the rifling to help really uniform that bore out, um, knock down any rough edges that there might be in there. Um, and because we, we get such a nice, uniform, consistent bore, um, we find that our barrels don't really require any break-in. When you go to clean them, there's not a couple strokes of the brush, and you patch it out, and you're done. Um, and that's good. Your hand, instead of, instead of a, a three-hour break-in process, you're hand-lapping it ahead of time. Yeah, exactly. We, we, and we build our barrels for our own guns that we build here in-house, and there is no break-in, really. Um, we shoot all our guns for accuracy, and the accuracy targets that we ship with our guns are typically like shot number five, six, and seven out of the gun, and we're seeing a half-inch group, and it's out the door. So there's not really any of this prolonged break-in period that you would see with um, uh, a barrel not made to the, the same level of quality. Very interesting. So uh, in the, on the inside of the barrel, 5R, 6R, 3R, or, or not the R's, but just the, uh, the groove numbers. Now, some guys are all about, geez, I want three grooves only or five grooves or six. And, and one of the things I've been told is that on a three-groove barrel, sometimes you have more surface area touching the bullet. And if you're shooting something at high velocity or ultra-high velocity, which is kind of where I like to be uh, – that can actually add more friction to the bullet jacket and cause things to come apart. Have you witnessed that? Yeah, the the surface, the the amount of um, area of the rifle that's touching your bullets is going to be pretty consistent regardless of what form of rifling you use. Um, most, even though you've got three, four, or five grooves, the ratio of the of the width of the groove to the land um, are usually all about the same. Usually about seventy five percent of that circumference of the bore is, is in the groove and about 25% is, is the land. Oh, interesting. Um, so regardless of how many how many grooves you've got... Um, Same surface area. Yeah, the surface area that's actually affecting the, the bullet's not going to be drastically different. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. All right, so here we are. Now we've talked about... Now we have a barrel. Okay? Now we have a blank anyway yep. That's, yep. that's rifled and it's ready to go. You guys over at Proof have decided let's just take this wonderful stainless steel and uh, improve upon it and modify it, whittle it down, and then wrap it in carbon fiber just for fun. So tell me about why and, and what this does. Okay, so um, yeah, so that's what kind of what everybody knows this for is our, is our carbon fiber composite barrels. Um, so up until this point in the manufacturing process, there's no difference between our steel barrels and our carbon fiber barrels. 
Um, if it's going to be a carbon fiber barrel, we, all we do is contour that barrel down to a very, very skinny, uh, you know, really, really skinny where we're going to put this carbon. Um, and then we build that back up with a, with a carbon fiber. So the advantages of the carbon fiber, there's, there's a couple. Um, when you're in a, uh, that carbon helps dissipate the heat in the barrel. Every time you take a shot, you're dumping heat into that um, barrel because you're burning lots of powder. Um, the carbon fiber helps conduct the heat away from the hottest part of the barrels and also helps get it, um, yeah. you know, radiate it and conduct it out of the barrel um, a little faster. So we've, we've done quite a bit of testing on this, and we've shown that the carbon fiber does actually the, the entire barrel cool faster. Um, so that helps you in a couple of ways. Um, one, you're not going to burn yourself on the barrel after you take three shots and go to grab the barrel. Um, by two, by getting that heat out of the barrel, um, the heat's going to affect the barrel less. It's not going to get as hot. It's not going to try to warp or move around on you. Um, or even destroy the metal inside. Yeah, and exactly. And the, the more heat you build up, it's going to start making that steel get a little bit soft, and it's going to start wearing a lot faster. You're going to see that heat cracking get started, um, you're going to wear your barrel a lot faster, too. Um, so for the... So for an equivalent, um, so if you compare a carbon fiber barrel to a steel barrel, um, for an equivalent weight barrel, um, our barrel is going to be much larger in diameter. It's going to be much um, stiffer than like a, a really skinny steel barrel. So that has, it's going to make the, the barrel uh, a little a little uh, less susceptible. It's going to make it stiffer, so it's going to be less susceptible to velocity variations and ammo and things like that. Can barrel be better width. dynamics. Yep, going to decrease that barrel width. Um, and one thing a lot of people don't realize is that the carbon fiber wrap actually makes for a more durable barrel. Um, with a really skinny steel barrel, if you're out on a hunt or something like that, you drop it, fall on it, you know, horse rolls over on it. There's a good chance you're going to bend the barrel or you know cause some other damage to it. Um, the carbon fiber barrels are actually incredibly durable. Um, about the only time we see something back is when a horse sits on it, and then we we see a rifle come back. Uh, but other than that, that, the carbon fiber is very, the very makes for a very durable barrel as well. So you mentioned that you can get the same weight barrel with a much bigger diameter, and that's going to help with stiffness for accuracy and consistency. But you correct. can also get the same diameter barrel at a much lighter weight ratio, correct? Correct. So, yeah, exactly. For the same, if you're looking at the same size of barrel, you know, like um, a full bull barrel or something, a carbon fiber barrel is going to be way, way lighter than a, a solid steel barrel. Are we talking, say, with the 28-inch barrel, are we talking two pounds, three pounds, half a pound? Uh, so the the one example I've got off the top of my head is is for the Ruger Precision Rifle. Um, if you just swap their 24-inch 6.5 Creedmoor barrel off of that gun and you stick a, our carbon equivalent on there, you're taking a pound and a half out of that rifle just by swapping into a carbon barrel. Um, so I've, held, I've we, held some of those rifles. They could use with a pound and a half. Yeah, yeah, they could. They could. They're a little. They're uh, tank. They say a lot about them, but uh, light is not one of them. <laughs> no, but so if a guy was going to make a hunting rig, like the ultimate hunting rig, right? Yep. This is what you're going to consider because you can get a 28 inch barrel with the weight penalty of a 24 inch barrel. What's the difference? The difference is about 250 feet a second in velocity for most hunting rounds. So you're going to get the ultimate performance and not have to pay by, you know, like my rigs right now, I'm, I'm running a 28-inch number six chromoly barrel or stainless barrel. Yep. Heavy. Well, my 3378, it's a 32-inch barrel. 
And yeah, you know, you're going to know you're dragging that sucker around. So you have the ability to get the longer barrels um, customized and not have to, to, to weigh an extra five pounds on your, on your firearm. So that is huge when you're talking about a backpack hunt or anything. You know, I, I always say if your gun weighs too much, maybe you should probably play golf, but, uh, <laughs> but that's not fair to golfers. But anyway, uh, it's important that you have a gun that makes sense also. Folks, Philip Name and Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back with the guys from Proof Research talking about how to get you involved with what they do after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. We're finishing up this show with a bang. Boy, I should write that down. That's pretty good stuff when you do a gun show. <laughs> Firing Line Radio Show. Uh, what's, our, what's, our, what's our motto there? Less thunder in the mouth, more lightning in the hand. There you go. And one of the ways you get that is with the Proof Research Barrel. Now, Proof Research, I have the gentlemen, Nathan Bishop and Ben White here with me on the line. They've been talking about how barrels are made, why it's important, and we keep coming back to consistency. Accuracy is consistency, and if you're going to have a bolt-action rifle, whether you're shooting targets, long-range steel, or hunting with it, accuracy is everything. You know, caliber selection is second, but accuracy is the most important thing on that. Now, not everybody's going to run out and get a custom rifle, and I totally understand that. And, you know, of, of all the rifles I own, very few are, are that level. Very few, excuse me. Um but you can modify your existing rifles very easily. And one of the things that Proof has that I think is so amazing is you can order a pre-fit barrel for several different rifle types. Um, Nathan, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, so we do offer um, some of our pre-fit barrels um, in various uh, rifle manufacturers. Um, we offer... Um, both uh, Ruger and Savage prefits, and these are both prefits in whether you want to do carbon or steel. Um, And we also do um, barrels for Accuracy International. Okay, so on the Ruger, is it the Ruger All-American or the Ruger Precision Rifle or any Ruger? Just, just the Ruger Precision at this point. Okay. Um, so the Precision Rifle. So, you, and that's because it has. Doesn't it have a barrel nut on it? Yes. Yeah, okay. Similar. To the Savage. Yeah. 
So, similar to the Savage, correct. So, so uh, Ben, tell a little bit about why you can't just get a prefit for a 700 or Model 70 or a Tika or Beretta, but those two actually lend themselves well, those two being Savage and the Ruger Precision. Yeah, so with, with a, a rifle like a Remington 700, because um, they're a mass, mass-produced uh, rifle, they don't really they don't control the the headspace, which is the distance between the end of the receiver and the bolt face, um, accurately enough for us to just pre-chamber a barrel and spin it in and and, and have everything headspace correctly. Um, for for the majority of cartridges, that headspace has to be the the maximal. It's it's got to be within a few thou um, of, of the nominal dimension, or you're going to have problems. Either you're going to have light primer strike. Your brass too long, you can't fit the brass in your cartridge in the receiver. Um, you could have safety issues there. Um, so with a rifle like a Ruger Precision or a Savage rifle, they're basically set up with an adjustable headspace. So you can tighten the barrel, you spin the barrel into the receiver until you get to that the right distance, and then you lock everything down with the barrel nut um, to kind of hold that, hold that position. Um, so with a set of headspace gauges and some wrenches, um, a guy could put on uh, one of our barrels onto his rifle um, in his garage uh, pretty easily. And so not only can he put the barrel on, so let's talk about, say, a Ruger Precision in three hundred eight or, or a Savage FP in three hundred eight. okay? Mm-hmm. So your bolt is set up for a three hundred eight headspace, a four seventy three diameter on your bolt face. You can put anything you want on the front end for that barrel, and that rifle's going to work from a three hundred eight caliber. So you could go to a 243, a 243 Ackley. You can go to a 260. You can go um, to the 308, obviously, if you just want to keep it in the same caliber. But you can change different calibers by spinning on a new barrel. You have a whole different gun with a whole different set of possibilities just with a barrel change if you have that particular system. So you really have a switch barrel gun um, as long as you're sticking with the same bolt face and again, the 308 bolt face, yes, I know it's the same as a 45 ACP or a 30 odd six, but you're going to have a short action with that. So you need to stay in that category. Um, I don't think they make the Ruger Precision with a long action, but no, not that I know of. <laughs> me either. But on a Savage uh, 111, you could. So if you wanted to go with a longer action, you could have a a switch barrel rifle that goes from 25 odd six to 270 to 30 odd six to 280. You know, you have all those different choices you can make, and it's it's really inexpensive. I was really impressed with your chambered. So you pick your rifle chamber, they chamber it at proof, they thread it, it's ready to go, and your steel rifle cost for that, ready to be put on your gun, chambered, delivered, ready to go, is retail gentleman is uh it's 450 to 500 dollars. don't quote mm-hmm. me exactly there yeah um but i know if you like uh if you compare that to other premium barrel manufacturers they're actually we're, we're either right there or a little under what, what you're below for a, a so, premium steel barrel a, as a guy who buys barrels um when you when you factor in like a lot of people say oh this barrel's only 300 dollars." well great but yeah, you haven't threaded it you haven't threaded it you haven't chambered it it's not installed it's not ready to go so it's it's double that by the time you're done. And so you can get a prefit for a Ruger, a prefit for a Savage, change your, uh, change your barrel and just make it do whatever it is that you want to do. Improve your current firearm dramatically and not pay that much money to do so. I think that's a great deal. And that's your, your stainless steel solid barrel. You have the same ability to do it with your carbon fiber, um, 
If you go through proofresearch.com on their website, you're going to pay full retail because they support their dealers. So there are dealers for, for them. You need to just do your little research, find out who's selling proof and, uh, you know, beg for a deal. <laughs> Sometimes that works. <laughs> Offer up your firstborn, just whatever it takes. But you, you shop around. The, it's cheaper than retail if you just do your homework and shop around, right? Um, there's some other companies out there that have done carbon fiber wrap, and I'm not going to have you mention their names, but it's important to do carbon fiber wraps correctly. And if you take a look at the proof research control room, it looks like a NASA inspected facility that you could actually eat off the floor of. I mean, these guys are precision engineers, and that's the important part, especially when you're dealing with something as complex as a carbon fiber wrap. Uh, you guys have anything to comment on that? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to go. How far off in the weeds you want to go? But there's there's definitely a difference between the different carbon wrap or uh, carbon composite barrels that are out there. Yeah, not all carbon is 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 equal. Yeah, that's correct. Most most of the other guys are are basically taking a carbon fiber weave uh, or a fabric and you know just cutting that to length and wrapping it around the barrel just like you'd roll up a cigar or something like that. Um, our process is is different. We wind a single um, strand or it, Looks like a, a yarn, a uh, strand of carbon fiber around the barrel, um, back and forth many, many times to build that build that layer up. Um, so that allows us not we're not just stuck with the the properties of the fabric. We can actually change the properties of the different layers and engineer the carbon uh, carbon wrap to work with the barrel that it's going on. Um, so this wound wound technology that we do is is fundamentally different than than what most everybody else is doing. I think it's also important to mention that, you know, um, we're, we also have uh, our another office um, in Dayton, Ohio. Um, so we're also tied in with a, an aerospace division. Um, and that's where we really kind of pulled in uh, some of the science behind the carbon fiber. Um, so, I mean, we kind of pride ourselves in that, in that um you know, a, a good example is uh, the same carbon fiber material that we use um, is currently in orbit around Earth. Um, I, I mean, that just kind of attests to um, space just force. kind of the material and stuff we use. Space Force, baby. <laughs> yep. Space force. We're already ready. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, let me just let me just. Push, push back on this a little bit, guys. So understand, when you're looking at customizing your rifle or improving your rifle, the number one thing, the cheapest thing that you can do to improve your, your performance is change your trigger out. Most off-the-shelf guns, as we talked about last week, triggers are lawyer triggers. They're not, they're not good for accuracy. Change that out. Second thing you can do when you look at the pricing, if you've got a Ruger or a Savage, very, very inexpensive to do a swap out for a custom barrel, a high-end barrel makes so much difference. Changes everything Mm -hmm. when it comes to shooting. The carbon fiber, if you're looking to do a, a hunting rifle, one hunting rifle that can do all, man, this is the way to go. Uh, I... Part of this series is me actually putting together my my rifle. Uh, it'll have a Timney trigger. It's going to have a Remington 700 action. It's going to have a proof research barrel. I'm thinking of sticking with my, my cartridge, the 270-300 Win Mag, just because it's fun. Um, looking at a 28-inch barrel, plus a break on this one, and probably Sendero weight, which is a good stiff weight for hunting. It's not 
it's not for shooting all day long, but it's a great, great solid weight. Uh, be some weight savings on it, but still have the stiffness factor. Mm-hmm. And boy, I think proof research is the way to go with that. So gentlemen, I think you've, you got 30 seconds here to wrap it up. Tell me, tell me what I missed. I think you got it. Like we hit all the highlights. So that's awesome. Folks, you can find out their research on them at proofresearch.com. You can also check out our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show, or our website, Firing Line Radio, even Instagram, Smoke Signals, and Secret Handshakes. So I think we have all those covered. FiringLineRadio.com. You guys have a great weekend. Yep, you too. Me too. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.